Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning and welcome to Score Values on 670 The Score. I'm your host, Alex Kuhn. We're a week separated from the 45th running of the Bank of America Chicago Marathon, and oh, what a Sunday it was. Yes, we saw a world record from Kenya's Kelvin Kiptum, but also tens of millions of dollars were raised for so many great nonprofit organizations. Some of them we have featured here on Score Values in the past, and you will hear about two more of them here today. We'll tell you about an organization that aims to mentor young kids from age 5 all the way up to 19 plus in order to help them reach their full potential. We'll also discuss a walk that is coming up on Saturday and Sunday of next week to benefit children with autism. We now welcome Michael Crowley, the president and CEO of the Boys and Girls Club of Chicago. He joins us now on Score Values. Michael, how are you doing this morning? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing very well. I have to ask you before we get into anything, uh, the marathon. I know you guys had a a big uh, fundraising campaign. I know that you guys had a lot of people racing uh, for your team. How did things go last week at the uh, Chicago Marathon? Oh, my goodness. It was incredible. We are so fortunate to to be participants in the Bank of, Bank of America Chicago Marathon. I was uh, fortunate enough to be in the cheering section and we had uh, 37 runners for Boys and Girls Clubs of Chicago for our Team Great Futures running for us and raising money for us. They raised more than $72,000. And the atmosphere, this was my first time being at the Bank of America Chicago Marathon, and it was incredible. When we saw each one of our runners come by and connected with them and screamed for them and you know had signs for them and our kids were cheering for them, it was one of the most electric experiences I've ever had. It was absolutely awesome and so motivating for the work that we do at the Boys and Girls Clubs of Chicago. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, when you have 37 runners, and I, I, I know a lot of organizations, including your your own, the, that roster fills up so quickly. It how, does. How inspiring is it for to have people willingly when you go out there, train to run 26.2 miles and do so for the Boys and Girls Clubs of Chicago? You know, it's incredible because it's both, like I said, it's incredibly motivating, but it's also so humbling because this is the work that we do every day. And folks are running for our kids, really, because 
when you're when you show up to run, when you're raising funds, that goes directly into providing our kids with the experiences that they deserve. And that's what we do at Boys and Girls Clubs of Chicago every day. So seeing each runner come by with our T-shirt on, with our logo on and knowing the impact that they're making on our work, on our kids, on our clubs and our communities. It is so motivating to get back out there and to do more because that's what our kids need. But it's also humbling in that, you know, folks are giving up their time and their, you know, their energy, literally their energy and their resources to support us, to support our kids and to support our city. It's, it's one of the most humbling experiences I've had, but it's awesome, awesome, awesome. Are you guys already taking uh, applicants for 2020, the 2024 Chicago Marathon? You bet we are open for business for the 2024 Bank of America Chicago Marathon. We're going to have 40 slots for Team Great Futures for Boys and Girls Clubs of Chicago for the 2024 Marathon. And we are absolutely taking folks who want to sign up to run for us, to raise money for our kids now. You can go to our website, bgcc.org. We actually have a specific page at bgcc.org slash marathon where you can sign up right now, and we would love to have you. Michael Crowley, the president and CEO of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Chicago, joining me on Score Values this morning. I'm sure most people out there listening have heard of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Chicago, but for those that don't know, what type of of work do you do for your kids? Sure. So we have 24 clubs, Boys and Girls Clubs, around the city of Chicago serving thousands of young people ages 5 through 18 and even beyond 18 for some of our more advanced workforce development programming. We provide experiences in academic supports, in healthy lifestyles, in character and leadership development. But I think really what it boils down to is we provide mentorship. We provide our kids with the support that they deserve from a caring adult. And what we see is that when a young person has that support, they can start to envision the future they deserve. And then with that mentor, with the trust that they're building, with their mentors and in our clubs, they can start to build a path towards those futures. That's that's really the essence of what we do. How do you find mentors? What type of mentors uh, do you have? Or you guys have volunteers? How how can people get involved that way? These are so our our staff are professional youth development experts Got who it. are you know who are trained to become the mentors that our kids deserve. That said, we we need uh, you know it takes a city, it takes everybody to make this happen. So. We've got a bunch of different ways that anyone can get engaged with our work and support us. Again, at BGCC.org, we've got a tab there called Get Involved, and we encourage and really you know, absolutely ask for anyone who has an interest, who has a passion for young people in Chicago to get involved. We've got, we've got a place for you. Yeah, I was going to say, when you talk about uh, the, the impact that you guys make, you, you mentioned uh, on your website that you guys strive for three key priorities, uh, priority mm-hmm. outcomes, academic success, good character and citizenship, healthy yeah. lifestyles. So for these kids, the mentorship is so all encompassing. Um, Absolutely. What, what types of uh, activities, what types of things do you guys do to, to help these kids? As you said, such a wide range of, 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 of ages. Yeah. So it, it's got to yeah. be different for each kid. Absolutely. And it, and it is, it's different for kids at different age groups, right? So I think what our, what our staff, what our mentors are so good at is meeting our kids where they are. And that means, you know, physically, geographically, in their communities, by age, where they're at in their development, and also in what they're interested in, right? Like we've got, we've got to get them in the clubs with something that is going to, you know, really ignite their passion and, and lead them to down a path that is going to be productive, but also is going to bring them joy. So that could be anything from the arts and painting and dance and cooking and culinary 
to um, robotics and STEM and coding and computer science to sports. And we've got, you know, all kinds of healthy lifestyles like nutrition programming, but also sports leagues like floor hockey and basketball and flag football. We have a really robust aquatics program. We do learn to swim lessons at our four sites that have pools. So it's we, we've got to keep we've got to stay ahead of the curve, right? We've got to stay ahead of what our young people want so that we're there for them. And we've got a program that's going to get their interests and get them into the club. And then we wrap around with all of the mentorship that really helps them along whatever path it is that they choose. Michael Crowley, the president and CEO of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Chicago, joining me on Score Values this morning. Now, back in August, you guys un- unveiled a new club. Is that correct? We did. This is our, our first newly built club in a generation. It is our Rusu McCartan Club on the west side of Chicago in the Austin community, kind of Austin, West Garfield Park, West Humboldt Park, uh, 4411 West Chicago Avenue. And it is uh, 28,000 square feet, three floors of just the most incredible, inspiring, motivating, youth-dedicated space you'll find. Um, we are so proud of this club. It's just it's really special to be able to build a new facility specifically for and with young people and for and with the community that we're serving. It's, it's an incredible experience. And to see it up and running now and just filled with kids is, um, you know, one, one of the one of the uh, most joy, joyful and fulfilling experiences I've ever had. Yeah, I was going to ask you with, with, with your clubs, how much collaboration is there between you guys and, and the community that each of these clubs is in? Oh, it's vital. That's that's how we that's how we sustain our work for generations. It it only comes through the ties that we make with communities, the roots that we have in communities. So all of our clubs are in particular communities, whether it's Austin or Uptown or Little Village or Bridgeport. Every club has to meet their community where it's at. And that means getting engaged with the community, not just doing outreach for awareness purposes and recruiting and getting kids into the clubs, but really engaging and getting parents and families and youth voice into what we're doing in that club from the programming to how we welcome kids into the club to, you know, how we make sure that everything about the club is inclusive and accessible for everyone in the community. That's, you know, we're, we're always striving to do more with respect to community outreach and engagement, but that is, you know, fundamentally what makes us a pillar and, and a sustainable force in a community for, for generations to come. You mentioned that the, the mentors that you have working at, at your clubs. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the team that you guys have and the, the, the staff that, that works with the kids and, and that works at the Boys and Girls Clubs of Chicago? Sure. They, our, our staff, our team um, across the board and in our clubs in particular, are some of the most passionate incredible human beings you will ever meet. They are dedicated to the city of Chicago and our communities. They are dedicated to our kids and their families. And they are just dedicated to providing our kids with the most joyful experiences. And I think that's that's another thing that really, you know, that strikes you when you walk into a boys and girls club is the joy that our kids are experiencing. And it's it manifests in different ways. It can be sort of a like a big, loud, noisy, sort of, you know, or, uh, just super joyful and fun manifestation, or it can be like a more focused and, and quiet joy. But you can tell when our, when our kids are engaged and the joy that they're experiencing, you feel it when you walk into one of our clubs. And that's, that's entirely because of our staff and our club leaders who are doing this work every single day, who are building those relationships with our kids and their families and their communities. That's, that's kind of the magic of how we do this work. What type of events do you guys have throughout the year to not only raise money for uh, Boys and Girls Clubs of Chicago, but to kind of educate the public on what you guys do? 
Sure. We have a ton of events constantly throughout the year, everything from sort of community events and festivals and peace marches and rallies that are tied to individual clubs to more citywide celebrations uh, where we bring together, you know, folks from our boards and our supporters for fundraising events. I'll mention one of the larger events that we're planning for right now is our Youth of the Year event. And this is actually a a leadership development program for our teenagers. They uh, go through a program where they're working on uh, presentation skills and resume writing and they're writing speeches and they're getting mentor- advanced mentorship from a lot of different supporters throughout Chicago. And it all culminates in this competition called the Youth of the Year, which we hold in March. It's at March 7th, actually, and we'll have more information on our website. Um, it's an incredibly motivating and inspiring evening that showcases, I think, just some of what's a piece of what's really great about young people in Chicago, which is a story that doesn't get told enough. So that's that's one example of a big event that we hold. That it, it is a key fundraiser, and it's also a great way to get the word out about what we do and the importance of what we do. So with all that you do for uh, the, the the kids, you mentioned sports and presentations and and, mm-hmm. and academics and and all of it. Is it is it difficult to find a uh, uh, mentors in each of these different sectors or how do you find so many people to to help these kids in all of the different areas of expertise that you guys offer that's a great question and it's you know it's an ongoing journey right like we never want to be able to just assume that we're going to have everything that we need because our we need to be able to serve more kids and we need to be able to meet our kids where they're at and that's always evolving right especially that's something that we've learned over the past few years is is the needs of our kids and our teenagers are changing and we need to be there for them so I think really that, you know, we, we need uh, folks and our, our staff and our mentors are experts in youth development, right? So they are at their core, they are mentors to our kids. And that means that they are experts in youth development. And then they take on other skills. And then we bring in folks who are more specialized in the arts or in sports or in technology so that we're able to level up and help kids take their skills to the next level in that pathway that they show an interest in. But fundamentally, it's that youth development component that provides the very best mentorship. Michael Crowley, the president and CEO of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Chicago, joining me on Score Values this morning. Michael, if if folks go to your website, bgcc.org, what type of resources are they going to find? Um, you will find uh, so many great resources about uh, how to be an ambassador for young people in Chicago. I will say that. I think that's one of the things that um, we're always trying to do more of is really advocate for our kids and our teenagers. And I think just just perusing our website clicking around a little bit, you're going to see so many different stories of what is great about young people in Chicago, which again is a story that I don't think gets told enough. So I think that's fundamental. You're also going to find different ways to support us financially with your time, with your efforts, with your networking, with your connections, with your skills. Um, And you're going to find how to get kids involved. There are so many different ways that you can get your kids involved. We want, if you've got kids yourself, if you've got friends who have kids, if you've got family who have kids who need a safe and supportive and empowering place to go after school and during the summer months, I guarantee you we have a club for you. Michael Crowley, President and CEO of Boys and Girls Clubs of Chicago, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you for having me. There was some big news surrounding the Boys and Girls Clubs of Chicago that was released to the public on Friday, and that is that the James R. Jordan Club building has been donated to the Boys and Girls Clubs of Chicago by the Chicago Bulls. The facility was opened in 1996 by the Bulls in honor of Michael Jordan's late father, James. Today, 
Hundreds of members visit the club weekly to participate in literacy programs, college and career readiness programs, sports leagues, and many more activities. The man you just heard from, President and CEO of Boys and Girls Clubs of Chicago, Michael Crowley, released a statement on the news, and it read... The generous donation from the Chicago Bulls is pivotal and deeply meaningful for our organization. As longtime supporters and dedicated partners in our mission, the gift of the facility reinforces the Bulls' deep commitment to the community and to our shared values and goals. Together, we are creating a brighter future and leaving a lasting legacy of positive change for Chicago's children and teens. The Autism Speaks Walk brings together people with autism and the parents, grandparents, siblings, friends, relatives, and providers in a network of friendship and support. The Autism Speaks Walk is coming to the Chicagoland area next weekend. We now welcome Lauren Scheibe, the walk director for Autism Speaks. The walk's coming up in the Chicagoland area. Joining us now on Score Values, Lauren, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing very well. We're, we're delighted to have you this morning. And I uh, just want to ask you, the Chicagoland Walks coming up for Autism Speaks next weekend. What do you guys have in store next weekend? Yeah, we are super excited. Um, our walks are coming up next weekend, October 21st and October 22nd. Our walk on October 21st will be at Soldier Field. Um, we're expecting close to 3,500 participants, so pretty big group. Our um, registration will open at 8.30. We'll have a bunch of activities for kids um, with our opening ceremonies be- beginning at 10 a.m., and then we'll kick off our walk at 10.15. And then uh, we have a walk the next day, so it's a huge walk weekend for us. So our walk in uh, Kentigny, Wheaton, Illinois, um, we'll be on October 22nd. Our registration will open at 9 a.m. and we'll kick off our walk at 10:15. Yeah, I was going to ask you with the uh, uh, the 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 mission that you guys put forth, and you want to provide support to families in need and 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 uh, folks who are uh, the people with autism. How amazing is it to have a walk with so much support where you're having it inside of? The, the one of the biggest venues in, in all of Chicago and Soldier Field. It's pretty incredible. The feeling on walk day, this is one of our, our world's largest fundraising events. Um, and the purpose is to enhance the lives of people with autism today. And we want to make sure that we're accelerating a spectrum of solutions for tomorrow. And so just having the opportunity to bring those people together, people who provide support together, um, you can just feel it in the air on walk day when you're there. It's an incredible, it's an incredible day. Yeah, you you mentioned some of the activities for for kids and and or the the activities around walk day. What are some of those activities that you guys are going to offer? Yeah, so um, it is. We have a lot going on, so there's something for everybody. This year, we're pretty excited. We're going to have a bubble show. So we have a performer who's coming to both of our walks, and he'll be doing a live performance with bubbles. We will have face painters. We'll have balloon artists. I think we have a couple characters. I don't know what kinds, but we'll have characters coming and walking around and saying hello. Um, And we will have a Lego station as well. So we're super excited about that. This year, we'll have Lego experts um, on site helping 
kids, adults, anybody who wants to build Legos. Um, so we have a lot of really great stuff for anybody who, who wants to partake. You mentioned that this is this is your biggest uh, fundraising event of the year. Do you guys have a lot of different events through throughout the year? We do. So our walk is um, our biggest one. And then local in Chicago, we have a chip-in casino night, which is in April every year. And so that is more of a dress up, come hang out, eat great food, support our mission. Um, we do have a little bit of an auction with that as well. So those are our two big ones for Chicago. And then we also um, we participate in the marathon as well, the Chicago Marathon that just happened this past weekend. So those are the three big ones for our market. So I got to ask, how, how did things go with the marathon and uh, the, the teams and, and fundraising representing you uh, through racers and, and donations? It was amazing. Um, I actually got to go to the Health and Wellness Expo um, last weekend just to kind of help meet some of the people who are participating. And it was just the same kind of energy that I feel on walk day. Everybody was super excited to be there, super excited to support. And those people who participate in our marathon actually come not just from Chicago, but from all over. And so it was really awesome just to get get to meet more people um, who were there to support us. Have you guys already filled out your roster for 2024? I don't think we have, actually. So if anybody's interested in participating, now is the time. I think that opens in a couple weeks here. Well, let's get back to the walk, whether it's at, at uh, Soldier Field or the, the Suburban Walk uh, next weekend. I'm speaking with, uh, with Lauren Scheibe, the walk director for the Autism Speaks Walks, which I mentioned coming up next weekend. What type of, of community do you guys kind of build on, on walk day where you, you have so many people out there showing their support in, in so many different ways? We have a really awesome community that turns out for walk. I would say the group that shows up on uh, the 21st at Soldier Field, that is, that is a really big group. So we have tons of parents, grandparents, siblings, friends, relatives, um, and a lot of service providers who come up and come out. And of course, people just who sponsor our event as well. So that's a little bit of a bigger um, location for us. We're expecting about 3,500 participants. And then the next day, we're expecting about 1,000 participants. So it's a much smaller feel in Contigny, um, but still just the same wonderful crowd. For those that are interested in either volunteering or donating, what are some of the ways that people can get involved with the walk? Maybe not this year, but in, in, in future events and, and just Autism Speaks, the Chicagoland chapter in general. I am always happy to help um, and just, you know, connect anybody with what they would, you know, figuring out what they would like to do with our organization. And so we are always taking volunteers. We have some really great leadership councils locally. Um, we have committees that people can join. Obviously, we need volunteers for both of our events as well as our galas. So that is a great opportunity. Um, and then also just helping us spread awareness, whether that is through fundraising or, as I mentioned before, joining one of our committees. Everything is helpful. Do you have any uh, advice as far as getting to the event and, and uh, especially at, at Soldier Field? 
That is a great question. So I would encourage anybody who wants to attend our walk this year to go to our website and to register at autismseeks.org. Um, that is going to make sure that you get an email the week before the event. Well, so next week, it'll be this week. Um, and it'll have all of our logistical information in there. So it has parking information in there. It has how to actually get to our site. And of course, I can provide my information as well. So Walk Director Lauren Scheibe for Autism Speaks Walk is joining us now on Score Values Saturday, the 21st. So next Saturday, they will have their walk at Soldier Field and on Sunday at Contini Park in Wheaton. Big events coming up for Autism Speaks. One more time, Lauren, how can folks uh, find the information on your website? I know you just mentioned it. AutismSpeaks.org, correct? Yep, that's correct. You can click the register button at the top of the screen, and it'll take you to your our walk location at Soldier Field. Um, and by doing that, you'll be able to have access to all the information for walk day. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. Thank you again to walk director of the Autism Speaks Walk, Lauren Scheibe, for joining me this morning. As I mentioned, the Bank of America Chicago Marathon is a world-class event that has a little something for everyone. We've discussed at length over the past several weeks the amazing amounts of money that the Chicago Marathon brings to nonprofit organizations and the Chicago economy at large. For so many people, however, the marathon is an experience that highlights the beauty of the neighborhoods in the city. 670 The Score's very own David Haw of the Mully and Haw Show had the privilege of being in the lead car and driving around the city for the event on the day of the marathon. He spoke about the experience with co-host Mike Mulligan on Monday's edition of Mully and Haw. I was fortunate enough. I was with Gabe Ramirez, part of the SCORE's coverage team. I was an observer for the experience. I'm intrigued by the whole marathon thing. I'm fascinated by what goes into it. But we were lucky enough to be in the lead vehicle and we chronicled, we're right in front of Kelvin Kiptum, a 23-year-old Kenyan who is an amazing runner and did a historic thing yesterday, set a world record in the Chicago Marathon. Despite you screaming, slow down. Slow down. The car in front of slow him. down. This is going too fast. I want to enjoy the day. I want to savor it. You're going too fast. It was remarkable. Were you worried that you driving in front of him, he might get exhausted? That's, not, that's an exhaust joke, as well as a marathon joke. It was far enough away to, uh, to not worry about the fumes, but it was quite a thing. A lot of impressions. First of all, just the extraordinary nature of the event. Yes. Two hours, and I think you had a great line. Is that There are movies longer than the map. It's unbelievable. He did it in two hours and set a world record. It's his third marathon. What, what do you do in two hours? <laughs> I sat in the back of a truck. <laughs> shivering for two hours yesterday. It was, was cold in the morning. Was a little, cold, little chilly. Yeah. I was under. I was underdressed. Mitch and Gabe and they they gave all of their edicts and instructions. And I was still. I was layered up, but I was still cold. I didn't have gloves. My fault. Rookie mistake. So anyway, this path. You know, we live in Chicago. We work here and all the things. And we think about getting around the city. Sometimes it's hard because of traffic and sure. life and everything. I had access to two hours of this marathon route, 26.2 miles, which goes through every 29 neighborhoods, every one of the 29 neighborhoods, without traffic, without worrying about 
anything and had the crowds right. out, which were so you're going north to Sheridan Road and you're going all around uh Lakeview to Old Town. I don't want to miss out anything, but they were all people had turned out to support these runners and to watch this guy run as fast as anybody ever has here. And I picture him like, you know, just killing it, ready to set a world record. And he sees like, oh my God, there's this guy with some Gatorade or something. And he goes over, but you've reached out of the truck and grabbed it first. I was I was hydrated. He ran even faster trying to hydrated. catch he ran even faster trying to catch up with you. Well, he was moving. He was moving. And the crowd was into it. And so the, the, he, he was running with another uh, fellow Kenyan for about 18 miles. They were, they were like neck and neck. And then the neck other guy, and neck. they're right together. Faded. And they had a pacer, you know, the whole thing about the sure. pacer. Yep. I, that's good money, I suppose. But boy, that'd be tough work. Like, yeah. All right, go out, go run, go run 10 miles as fast as you can. And keep up with these guys. It's tough. Anyway, the pacer dropped off. There were two guys, two runners neck and neck. I know I'm, I'm not doing this justice, but then around Pilsen, which was just a crazy fun party at, you know, 7 30, 8 o'clock in the morning. There were just, there was, there were bands, there was a DJ. It was just a party. It seemed like at Pilsen, about the 20 mile mark, Kipton took off. And there was no lonelier place on the race path than the, the second place runner. God, left him in his dust. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And then he finished up strong. Came across the finish line, went back to help his Kenyan fellow Kenyan across the the finish line. Classy, and then I think that was a competitive part of it. Then the the uh, there was a female course record right. set as well, which was a big deal, and it was just a, a, a historic day. And then everybody else starts to then then you, you know you know a couple people running, and then you know everybody kind of then then it's like what really intrigues me about the marathon is that some people pour whatever it is into the last year, training, commitment, the dedication, and that finishing means so much to their lives. Yeah, yeah, just finish. And it, it just, they, they, they won the race, and then they ran the marathon. That's going to do it for another edition of Score Values. Thank you to my guests this morning, Lauren Scheibe, the walk director for the Autism Speaks Walk, and Michael Crowley, the president and CEO of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Chicago. If there's a topic you'd like to hear about on a future edition of our show, or if you'd like to share information about an upcoming charitable event, send us an email at scorevalues670 at gmail.com. That's scorevalues670 at gmail.com. I'm Alex Kuhn. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Score Values on 670 The Score. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 